0: Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Bullock podcast, which is produced by Sout. I am Marsha Links-Quailey, uh, coming to you as usual from Rabat, and I'm joined by Ursula Lindsay, who's in Amman, Jordan. Hello, Ursula. Hi. Happy hey. New Year. Happy it's New not Year too late to, to say today. that. <laughs> um, and today we're going to be talking about literary awards, Um, uh, the who, the what, the where, the why, the accepting, the turning down, the controversy around them. And this conversation is sparked by um, a a recent uh, refusal or turning down of of the Osiris Award in, in Cairo, which Ursula will tell us a little bit about. Sure, I
1: I think you're you're the one who n- knew the news and told me about it first. Uh, but then I I went and uh, and dug into this a little bit. So, um yeah, we're I mean there's quite a number and a growing number, I guess, of literary awards being given uh, in the region. Um, and uh, for for Arabic literature, for Arabic literature and translation, um so on and so forth. And um recently Uh, the Egyptian writer Shadi Louis Botros turned down, or declined, yeah, declined to be given, softly turned down um, a prize that he had been awarded, the Sawiris Prize, for his book, um, A Brief History of Genesis and Eastern Cairo, uh, from Dar Um, al-Ain. And uh, his decision um, not to take this prize um, which is one of a of a number of prizes that are awarded um, from by it's a it's a private very high profile I think in Egypt at this point um, award I mean it's uh, it's given it used to be given at the Cairo Opera House I think this year it was at the Egyptian Museum it's like a big event they give awards in a lot a lot of categories to established and up-and-coming writers it's funded by the um, the Egyptian uh, businessman and magnate uh, uh, Nagib Sawiris of the Sawiris family. And um, so Lewis's decision not to take the award uh, sparked quite a debate and sort of caught our interest. And, uh, and we've been having this conversation about what it means for writers to turn down um, these kinds of recognition and financial supports So we thought we'd talk about it and talk about it a bit more broadly. Um,
0: Yeah. And it was particularly interesting to me because the Seweris awards are not a state aligned award. So they are a little, you know, for, for a big award, they're a little bit unusual um, because they're, they're not either funded by a, a private entity. And in, in my discussions with, with publishers and writers, Most people have felt that this was a, you know, sort of one of the clean, transparent awards that you would feel, you know, pretty decent about being affiliated with, you know, in a landscape of awards that, you know, that includes some that you definitely don't want to be affiliated with. Um, So that's why it was a a bit surprising. And I think there was kind of a big um, blowback about uh, after Shady's decision.
1: Right. I mean, so, yes. So first of all, there's a, it's a distinction between, I mean, it, it, you know, taking sort of state state awards, which I think is traditionally the only kind of cultural award available um, in the region. I mean, we both remember, or probably all our listeners are familiar with uh, the sort of very famous incidents of the writer of Ibrahim turning down an Egyptian state award. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um,
0: but right. He, you it was know, basically he, the big state novel prize. It was, I think it was called the Multa at the, at the time. It's now maybe called the Nile Award. Um, and that was in 2003, but all through, yes, as you say, through the 20th century, pretty much the, the literary prizes that were available were state aligned awards. Um, and uh, so I think yeah. they're sort of fame, both famous, um, acceptance, it, 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 you know, rejections such as Sanala Ibrahim's with his going, you know, br- really quite extraordinarily going on stage and saying he would not accept an award from a government that did not have the, the legitimacy, right or the to, legitimacy bestow to bestow it. Yes. Um, and then also, um, <laughs> Yusuf Idris, sort of famously after being so uh, upset that Nagy Mahfouz won this, you know, this award from the, uh, from the Scandinavians, that he went and accepted this big Saddam Hussein prize and sort of wore that very proudly and kind of talked about it as if it were equal to the Nobel. Um, And, you know, that sort of, I think, you know, did not end up being quite the laurel that he thought it was, or that he wanted it to be. Um, right. So- I
1: mean, the thing with the state awards is that clearly, like the the purpose of some of them, like this, you know, the 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 Saddam ones, the Iraq ones at the time, or or is is you know to uh, sort of burnish the image of a country. I mean, mm-hmm. which is something that like all countries do with their with their cultural programs, i mean ones that have them i mean France, for example i mean there's, there's it's a form of diplomacy always, generally speaking, if you're going to to give these kinds of of prizes um and then but then you know, I mean the Yusuf of example is sort of particularly uh, perhaps a bit egregious because he w- he was very like public in his admiration and support for Saddam. So when it's like a really clear kind of quid pro quo that way, I think is where it's very problematic. So this, 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 the Sawiris award, I don't know much about. And the thing is, what's interesting is the writer turned it down and then kind of declined to comment on his decision to turn it down. There's an interview um with the with the news site madamaser in which he sort of he sort of doesn't he sort of says my action speaks for itself and there's no need to explain and i this isn't a condemnation of anyone but just an opportunity to raise some questions it's 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 all very so quite vague it seems to me like if you do turn something down you are trying to say something um but maybe because this was experienced by other writers as a criticism of those who have accepted the prize and who do accept prizes, then he, he, you know, he doesn't want it to be taken that way. Um,
0: yeah. I think he, I, perhaps he was in I I don't know. Okay. But perhaps he was in a difficult position. He, he was previously critical, um, particularly in 2021. Um, I think of, uh, it was that was I think the same year that Jurgen Habermas turned down first accepted the Cultural Personality of the Year from the Sheikh Zayed Book Award and then turned it down, I think after there was some criticism. Imen um, Marcel got the Literature Prize for her extraordinary book, which deserves every award, um, uh, in the footsteps of Inayat Zayed, which is coming out soon from uh, I forget who in Robin Mosher's translation. Um, And Shady was uh, critical of her accepting that prize. Um, There was an interview in 2021, which, you know, Mada kind of quotes back to him, where he asks, who gives the award in whose name and why? Do we accept an award in the name of a dictator, for example, or from the profits of the arms trader or white slavery, which is, you know, uh, let's... Uh, or from a regime that abducts writers and tortures them until they die or from one involved in genocide. Can you, can any of these questions be asked about the Seweris cultural ward? And he, you know, he kind of, av- he sidesteps that question because I think, uh, well, I, I don't know that n- any of those you know questions can be asked of the Seweris cultural ward, but they, I think they are legitimate questions, you know, um, uh, Certainly, if um, he he says that you know you don't ask a question of somebody who accepts an award, which is not really true. If if I if I if somebody went and accepted the Jerusalem Prize, a prize from the Israeli state, um, certainly so <laughs> people ask questions about that every time. Why are you accepting this award when there is specifically a cultural boycott? Um, people do ask these questions. Why do you accept a, an, a prize? Um, I think so as you say, there it there does seem to be an implicit statement when you turn down a prize. Um, you're not saying that you have to accept a prize. If if you I guess, you know, anybody is free to um, you know, if, if somebody gives you a present, you're free to say you don't want it. Um, but you know, I guess there's an expectation that because this is such a coveted thing, um, that you would have that you would have a stated reason for it. I think
1: also I mean it's it's useful to contextualize this you know in in with the knowledge that you know making a living as a writer is difficult everywhere it's practically impossible um in Arabic because of the sort of average print run of a novel or a, or a poetry collection um is so small and then you know the prices of books aren't high, the market being what it is, distribution being what it is. Um, so so maybe these kinds of awards have an even more like outsize, um importance and they really are the difference between a writer sort of, you know, getting any en- significant Absolutely. financial return or not. So that right. raises the stakes. Like it, it both makes it seem like such a pity for people not to get – Uh, that support, but then it also sort of has an outsized effect because you can't not care about it, I think, or most writers really can't. They can't afford to not care about it. And these
0: prizes do have an extraordinary effect on the literary landscape. So if we say that um, the 20th century was all about state-aligned awards, um, the 21st century, not not that there don't continue to be state-aligned awards, but there has been a large shift towards these big goal-funded awards. Um, uh, the you know the International Prize for Arabic Fiction, the Sheikh Zayed book, uh, book Book Award, the the Qatar Prize in Qatar, the Al Muttah Award in in Kuwait, uh, there are many in Saudi Arabia, and and so th- then these have become uh, you know a, a fifty thousand dollar prize for, for a novel, um, yes when when print runs are so small and often writers are funding it, it, part or or the entirety of the publication themselves and sometimes publishers aren't transparent about how many copies are being sold etc um, this is a tremendous amount of, of money um, and and also in some in some areas of literature such as for instance young adult literature the the prize is completely dominant. So the Etisalat Award for Arabic Children's Literature, which is a prize I like, because it really otherwise it's very hard to find out anything about what's going on um, with with children's literature, because there's a like a lack of criticism. Um, you, there are some some sites that do criticism, but there's not a lot. And uh, but basically, that is the place where you're 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 making money uh, both as a publisher and as an author and as an illustrator. Uh, so they have such a huge effect and, and, you know, it also means that authors write nice books sometimes, um, about, uh, you know, the, the Emirates to, for, you know, for children, there's a lot of those. Um, it, it means that there's in teen books, there's not romance, um, in, yeah, in when you
1: have an outsized, so when you have like a single kind of um, um, institution or competition that's so influential, then people might write for it, like with it in mind. That's sort of the 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 pitfall of this. And the the other thing is that they the not only is you get a huge financial award, but then also the, some of these awards have had their intended effect, which is to raise. The, like create news you know around the announcements and re- raise the profile of some of these books and lead directly to their translation also or them being noticed um which which is an, which is a goal of the awards right to 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 sort of attract more attention to Arabic literature and get more of it translated but again that's such a sort of like It makes such a difference uh, often to to the writer's career, whether they are translated or not, that again, like people, I know there's this common complaint of sort of now that people are writing already to be translated. Like they're writing for an international audience, you know, and that makes different books. You know what I mean? Like, have you heard that?
0: Right, right.
1: I'm not I saying I, 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 I agree I with I, it. I don't.
0: I actually don't. I don't credit it that much. In 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 any case, I think so many. Also, you, it depends on 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 of course where you're writing from. But if you're not writing from Egypt, for instance, if you're not sitting in Cairo, I think many writers already are imagining an international audience in the sense that if yeah. I, if I'm a Libyan writer writing in Tripoli. I know that that's not the the full extent of my of my audience. I, I'm also thinking about maybe okay. Some writers say they never think about audience. Fine, but I might al- also be thinking about how my book is legible to readers in 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 Cairo, in 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 Berdède, in 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 Ro- in Morocco. So I th- I think that already there is a sort of kind of international frame to Arabic literature that you, maybe if you're writing a book in the United States, maybe you never do think about an audience outside of the U S but if you're writing a book in Khartoum, probably you do.
1: Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's anything. I'm just saying, what I find interesting about this is that I actually think there's not easy answers to a lot of these questions. Um, mm-hmm. like there's not an easy answer to like, should you take uh, an award or this award? Yes or no? Like, I personally don't know. I think you can really argue on either side. I mean, you know, the the sort of really heavy entrance of Gulf countries into sponsoring literary awards is like their entrance into sponsoring all sorts of regional and international high profile events, like for example, sports, you know, and other things. This right. is Part of their like you know regional and international diplomacy, um, they have the means to do it, uh, you know, and it raises the same debates, you know, like uh, right. It, I think there's it, a, is, like is a, is a, there's, there's some sort right. of endorsement of a country's you know um, government to take an award that they sponsor, or on the other hand, like if if there's if there's public funds, like. Isn't it a good thing that they're being dedicated to culture? You you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a really tough, and on an individual level, like you as a writer who wants to go first, I imagine your first priority in life is to just go on writing. (laughs) Like what, what, what furthers that goal um, best? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a really tough call. I think it's very personal.
0: Right. Although I, so I think there, there is a difference if for instance, There is a call for a cultural boycott around a specific, um, specific thing. So, like, in uh, uh, Palestinians have called for a cultural boycott of Israeli state awards and publishing. Or there was, but um, I'm not saying taking awards from Israel, Marshall. No, okay, but (laughs) there was no. I'm, I'm not saying you are. Or there was a specific moment when um, people were asking to boycott Qatari. prizes and literary things until Al-Ajami was, Muhammad Al-Ajami was released from, the poet Muhammad Al-Ajami was released from prison, which he was. Um, so I think,
1: you know. Yes, and I mean, first of all, like, I I think we're not, like, I, I actually, I'm not really thinking about awards given by Israel as part of this conversation. Like, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with them, and I don't know anybody who's taken, like, they don't seem to be part really of the Arabic cultural landscape very much. Maybe that's going to change. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, yes, I I don't have any questions about why people would refuse those awards um, out of solidarity with the Palestinian people. And of course, generally speaking, if one has a like, clear message or point of leverage that you want to make by boycotting an award, then that is exactly one of the reasons that people do it, right? Like mm. to maximize sort of a political point. I mean, to, to sort of try and find a, a, a place in which, a space in which you can like uh, bring attention to a particular issue. Um that's why in a way the more I think about it the more I think like turning down this award in Egypt without saying why I just don't I don't particularly get it it seems a bit coy like I mean you could i guess just not you know tell your publisher not to put your work up for it in the first place and then you wouldn't have to deal with this but Right he um, did he did
0: on his Facebook page that he was a he was aware that she was putting the the book up for the prize, oh, and although, this is so not a knock it, on
1: him like right. a ton. It's just, it's just that it's just that it makes more sense to me when people are, you know, when when you when you do state clearly like why you're taking an, a, a particular action. I think that's that's sort of one of the moments in which it makes the most sense, and ways in which it makes the most sense to do this. You know, you're going to pay a price. You're going to have a loss. You're going to like embarrass and trouble some other people—the ones giving and the ones who have received and who are receiving this award—because you do kind of put into question what's what's right. been done. So, right. so it seems worthwhile to like actually articulate why.
0: Yes, a- absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, I, but and I, I think, think it with, is, the, it with the, a difficult—it's a difficult line. I—I I mean, personally, um there are awards for which I've asked n- not to be, or I've asked Arab lit not to be put forward because, <laughs> because I found it difficult to articulate one way or the other. I, um, why I would, or would not want to accept it. Um, and in less, w in cases where there is not a clear, um, boycott in place, it, it does become sort of murky who do, you know, yes. Um, Accepting a, an award from the UAE government uh, does, in some way, um, you know, whatever participate in in their soft power attempts. I, am I excited about it? then accepting a award from the U.S. government, from the UK government? Uh, not really. I mean that's that's <laughs>
1: kind of that's kind of that's kind of the the question is you. I mean. Not to like go into sort of an endless relativism where you're like, well, everybody's wealth,
0: right, ev- right.
1: is built on like exploitation and like historical oppression and inequality. You know, I mean, but mm-hmm. kind of everyone's wealth is. So, I mean, it's very hard to find a a clean, um, I think, uh, award. I mean, you know, maybe something given by and and.
0: The uh, Arab story prize is extremely clean <laughs>
1: awards. There you go. Okay, so so you so you established a literary award associated with the with the magazine. Tell me about that. Tell, tell
0: people right. about it. Right. So um, I established a short uh, an award for short story prize, as I always whatever. I, I don't think that there is enough attention given to short stories. Um, there is the Multaqa Prize. Uh, out of Kuwait, which is to uh, Arabic short story collections, but the Arablit Pro- short story prize is both a prize for the story and for the translation. It it's it happens every year. It's cr- basically crowdfunded. funded, so um, so everybody's um, ill gotten gains are kind of spread out in that sense. We got ill gotten gains in five dollar increments um, from the people. Uh, they're
1: From, not Ill, right.
0: Some <laughs> of them might be, I don't know. I'm not checking up on everybody, but, um, but yes, and and it's actually quite a small prize. It's only $500 a, a year. And it, that, that is split between the author and translator. Although usually, um, one or the other of them gives it to the person with less money. Um, and, uh, and I think one of the interesting things to me about starting it, um, and, and I, I wanted to do it to, you know, um, open up the conversation to new and emerging writers. Um, uh, oftentimes sort of like the gigantic, the novel prize, the international prize for Arabic fiction is the one that gets the most attention and the most translation globally into many different languages around the world. And that is, but that's such a narrow thing, you know, to, um, to translate a, a novel. It's such a, a big, uh, you know, hurdle to get over. Um, and only, you know, one novel can win per year. Whereas a short story prize, we you know, we're highlighting, you know, five different short stories every, every year and, and as well as making space, the idea is to make space for emerging, the work of emerging translators. But uh, one of the interesting things is when I was launching it, several... Um, well they were all egyptians i think publishers told me that if i wanted it to be credible i should not have any money be involved at all and i do see that well so so a lot of these state funded awards particularly the saudi ones are like for the incredible amounts of money like a million dollars or (laughs) you know like there's some qatari two hundred fifty thousand dollars, insane amounts of money um that, uh, you know, there isn't this sort of smaller literary prize landscape that I think you have in some languages. Um, most of these big prizes are for enormous amounts of money. And it does, like, if you're accepting $250,000 from someone, what are they expecting you to do for it? I don't know. Like, but yeah, I, it's I too really much. That it's out of really, proportion. Right. Maybe. I really don't think that anyone could accept, expect that I'm going to get anything from-
1: I Um, mean, but I don't um, understand the argument because the argument would be like, give reasonable sized awards, not give like none at all. I mean, yes,
0: yes. I think the, you know, the, the idea is like money corrupts. So don't give any money. Like, um, whereas sort of, you know, the emerging translators and often the writers, you know, yeah. Okay. 500 bucks is, is worth having. Um,
1: even if it's just to like, I mean, depending on where you are, like Go out, go out for a few nice dinners with a big group of friends or I don't right. like, no, you can do some stuff with that. You can celebrate <laughs> you're getting the award. Um, right, I, right, I mean, Whereas I $500 think-
0: is also small enough that you can't expect that Bilal Fadil will now, I don't know, write a, a lovely, you know, um, it will whitewash some of my evil deeds.
1: We'll we'll write a like biography of you. In which exactly, is <laughs> a <laughs> great hero. Um, no, I mean I think that we're getting at something else, which is that you know the, all this kind of this sort of fraught atmosphere sometimes around the awards is because is is more a reflection of the fact that there's the sort of weakness of the of the rest of the literary ecosystem. You know the I, the the so again the the sort of impossibility of making a living as a writer the fact that there aren't like other you know non-state uh, institutions and more literary magazines and more like places where you can publish and and you can get recognition and you know um and that it would probably be better i mean again it's not a bad thing to be rewarding like writers for their work but it would it would probably go be even better to be like Funding, you know, and and I think some there's at least one award that does like workshops for writers associated, like do a whole kind of program, right? Right. Um, the the
0: International Prize for Art Fiction actually does these Nudwas. um, so it's like a week long, uh, session with with usually a previous winner or previous shortlistee of the award. Um, or offer residencies. I mean, think about ways that
1: actually support writers, like in and out year round. You know, um, you know, right? Like Mufradat fiction-
0: and and the Arabic Fund. Uh, the, uh, sorry, the Arab Fund for Arts and Culture. They both also fund those kinds of residencies. Um, support. There's not a lot of it, but there are a couple of independent organizations that are doing work like that.
1: Yeah, and we should mention since we're in the in the we're talking about these awards that we we have done now two or three years uh, in in a row we've done sponsored episodes with winners of the Sheikh Zayed Award. Uh, I think we've done it twice.
0: Yes. Now. Yes.
1: And uh, all of which were sort of lovely, interesting conversations with people that we would have been happy to have on anyway. And we were very clear though that this 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 was something that they you know, contacted us to ask us if we wanted to do and, and paid us to do. And, you know, we, we say that, um, and, uh, and those episodes are available for people to, to listen to.
0: Right. Um, uh you know, which which doesn't mean that we are uh obliged to only say nice things about them forever. Um, you know, no, that's the way it said- works. That's the way
1: advertising <laughs> should work. I mean, like you're clear uh, or sponsorship or whatever. You're clear about what the relationship is and and where what its limits are. I mean, that's also the way the awards should work. They should not uh, you know, a writer should not be you know sort of but because these are intangible forms of I- intangible uh what's the ex- what's the word I'm looking for like exchanges or um mm. you know financial interaction like what's being exchanged is money but also other things that can't be measured. So the level of independence that the writer maintains is a very difficult is is for him or her to to measure more than anybody else, right?
0: Right, right, right. But I, yeah, I think the the most important thing is that yes, let's say Mohammed in Nas uh, accepts the International Prize for Arabic Fiction for Bread on Anka Milad's Table, which he did last year. Which is a brilliant novel, which I recommend strongly. Is coming out from Harper, um, at some point in the future. But yeah, Mohammed should be able to say whatever he likes about the International Prize for Arabic Fiction after this, um, uh, and, and I think with there are sort of varying, also varying levels of transparency in, in these awards. And I do think that, um, making, naming the judges, making the judges available for interviews and questioning, um, is it really No, I don't think any of the prizes list, uh, so, you know, some international prizes, but relatively few list all of the books that have come in so you can you, that were eligible for the award so that you can actually see what was up for the award, then what was long then what was shortlisted, then what won. Um, I don't think there are any of the awards in Arabic do that. But I think it's an important movement that some of them now are transparent about who the judges are, because um, this is important to me to be able to ask the judges, why did you make this decision? I think with any mm. prize, I will look at some years and be like, what on earth were you thinking? This book sucks. Um, so I like but people you know, are always gonna have,
1: I mean, like, I feel like the way about the Oscars every year. <laughs> like sure. Yes. I right? definitely feel I mean, like
0: about the Oscars. Oof.
1: I I mean, especially sort of as it gets uh I mean, it's not necessarily the place that one always goes to, to find like really the best or the most avant-garde or the most, I can think of writers that I'm surprised seem to have been overlooked a year after year by the sort of like biggest ones. Um, I mean, that said, so the long list for uh, that said, it is always kind of like a nice, at least you check it out. You, You maybe hear about people you haven't heard about before the, uh, IPAF, the International Prize for Arabic Fiction, long list has just come out and they point out themselves that there's more women on it than ever before and more a diaspora writers than ever before. Um, and Although I'll just I say have, that
0: it's only half women, for God's sake. It's not like women have taken over the prize.
1: Well, I mean, no, but why? <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: It's, it's every year, this is a controversy. And every year the judges have to be like, we just look at the book. We're not trying oh, to- Oh, every
1: year it's a controversy that there's too many women on no, the list? No, every-
0: Well, okay. So either it's a controversy- Either people ask why there are only two women on the long list, or mm-hmm. there's like four women on the long list, and they're like, are you purposefully trying to give it to a woman? So, right. Uh, so as, as somebody who's sat in those um, um, you know, PR right. questioning sessions after most of the prizes- uh, they're, they're often the same questions over and over again, you know, about regional balance and about it is the award being given to sort of a Western facing book, translation facing uh, book. Um, and are the ladies being given too much preference? Mm. Uh, I don't think no. <laughs> I mean, the, the women on the list this year, uh, uh, Oh, definitely. Mirela Tahawi, Soussen Jamil Hassan, Najwa Bin Shetwan, Maya Tmesani—they—they have earned their place in the cultural landscape. Uh, So I mean,
1: it's crazy that you even have to say that because, like, nobody's asking if the men deserve to be there. Like, I mean, the question is just so loaded. Like, wouldn't it be great if it was a non-issue someday?
0: Yes, hopefully someday it will be a non issue. Um, but but as you say, you know some some of you know incredible books don't ever make any of these lists. Like um um both you know both of her award winning novels, including Nadinja, which did win this uh, Omani Big Omani Prize. Neither of them made the International Prize for Arabic Fiction list, and one of them um called celestial bodies in English, um n- n- one the international booker. So y- you I know they're I sorts don't know how, how that- it works. Presumably they
1: don't I don't know how awards sort of work this out. Presumably in a way they don't want to give the award to like a bunch of awards don't want to give the award to the same book. I don't know how they work that out in terms of having sort of categories maybe that don't quite overlap with each other. Or maybe even rules. Well, the that international the book has prize has already won a prize.
0: Oh no, yeah. I mean the International Prize for Arabic fiction would have come first. So and then the translate it's the translation that won the international booker. But it is it is interesting to me that usually the books long listed for the International Prize for Arabic fiction and the books long listed for the Sheikh Said Book Award are very different. There's almost no overlap ever.
1: But isn't um, the um, the Shikzai Book Award is also, or we just look at the books that are reward that get uh, awards for translation? But it covers all sorts of categories. There's a, there's a,
0: so there's a literature category, which is the the category that Iman won. Um, uh, but that literature category is also, you know, it's a kind of a catch-all category, so. I wouldn't want to be a judge <laughs> for this kind of a prize because it can be poetry, it can be nonfiction, it can be a novel, it can be short stories. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're judging them all against each other. Um, and that 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 award also has, I think it's three different levels of judging. So there's the people who read the initial ones that come in, which are like in the that in more than a thousand, and then they then that they send that to another committee and then it's a different committee that chooses the winner. And so there were two years where they had a short, you know, a long list and a short list and then no winner. Um,
1: so I kind of think that's a real boss move. <laughs> I mean, to Do say really? like,
0: I don't, I mean, if, if you, if you or really, a, would, I mean, they,
1: in a weird, in a crazy way, but like to just say like, no, we're not, no, this two this, years in a just row. Just,
0: to say, to say, and, and not to have any transparency about who these judges were or about why these no none of the books in this category meet their standards. So who is who is making your long list and short list? What's wrong with them? If if none of the books that reach the final committee are good enough, so when did I this really happen? 2012 and 2013. Um, after Was that, it I the think beginning. They, they reorganized. It was near the beginning of the prize. Yeah. Um, after that, I think they, whatever, <laughs> fixed something in the in the works, so that that I don't think that, that hasn't happened again. But, what else? Uh,
1: what other prizes are there that just and that, that um books that we have liked that have um, that have been nominated. Uh, recently or that have won prizes. Uh, right. So the, in- the Bonnie
0: Paul Prize just came out and that is also a translation prize. And uh, there were I, the thing that's a little bit sad about the Bonnie Paul Prize this year is there were three books um, in, on the short list and two books won. There were co-winners. So I felt sad. Two books about that, well no we talked about all three of the we books we talked about right? all three of those books, yes. So the three books on the short list were uh, Men Who Swallowed the Sun by Hamdi Abu Gulayl, translated by Humphrey Davies, Slipping by Muhammad Khir, translated by Robin Mosher. and Hot Marok by Yasin Adnan, translated by Alexander Illinson. All and good books. All very good books. And so, I think it would be difficult to choose a winner, and they chose two, which only means that Hot Morocco didn't win, and I made, that made me sad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you would give it to all three, just a triple winner.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well, this is why – so I, I manage a literary prize, but I certainly – I don't want to be a judge on one ever. I don't mind being the person there taking the notes and telling people, yes, we have to decide now. Yes, let's take a vote. But I I don't want to be the person who says this one wins and this one doesn't. How terrible! I don't know. I've never been.
1: Oh no, wait. I think I got asked to maybe read for some. I can't. now I can't remember what it was. But I was going to say I've never done this. But I feel like I could be the. Yeah. Okay. Do, do the well, judging part, maybe.
0: Yeah, I I, I guess mean, I, have. I like I, I've thinking been about why for the Blue something prize in Montreal, which is a. For it's burners. a lot
1: of work being um, a I think. It's a lot of time, right?
0: Yes, it is. It is a lot of time and effort if you want to do it right, I think. You know, as yeah. with anything.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: Not everybody does.
1: Right. Um and then the uh, another book that we talked about recently, I mean, we've talked about the Egyptian poet and writer Iman Marcel twice, but recently we talked about her poetry collection that came out, The Threshold, and that's on Pen America's long list for translated works, right?
0: Yes, as translated by Raman Creswell, as, right. sorry, beautifully translated by Raman Creswell. <laughs> um, yes, that the Pen America the pen America long list just came out in many different categories, including two for translation, one for poetry, and one for prose, and Iman Mursels. The Threshold was the only book translated from Arabic. Although there were a number of Nuanagas, If an Egyptian Cannot Speak English, and Sophia Samatar's The White Mosque were both on this, they have this prize for sort of the most innovative novel. And then Zina Lamin's short story collection, Is This How You Eat a Watermelon?, was on the long list for the debut short story award, so they have a like a lot of categories um I like that. I think it's
1: nice to have a lot of categories, like you say it allows you to sort of does the judges to read works in a in a sort of kind of tight folk you know what I mean like it makes mm, it less random yes. to compare things that are like really different and I like it when they do i mean i I think like Emerging right, or like some sort of youth category, although I feel sometimes I think I think it's might maybe a little bit of a of a you know, sticking writers in like the junior section, but okay, I think so it allows I hate, for like
0: I hate the age based ones because yeah. people emerge at any age, so Xmine right. is this how you eat a watermelon is in the debut short story collection uh prize, and I don't know how old Xanmine is, but he's not young, <laughs> he's not you know twenty three Right. I, I do like that there are prizes for people debuting, people emerging. At any age. I agree. But I think that needs to be at any age because I still need to emerge at some point. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say as I get
1: older I find these like under <laughs> under under twenty five or under thirty categories like
0: <laughs> increasingly
1: annoying. Like really, really nonsensical. <laughs> no, it is a little bit of a sort of fetishization of like the 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 and and I think a little bit, you know arbitrary, and maybe a bit condescending, too, to, like, the younger writers. Like, they're always in, like, the the, the young writer thing. I don't know. Um, right. But- well,
0: that's something that's uh, – so the Suiris does have this senior-junior category, which I – when I translate it, I always say emerging and established, mm. even though that's not mm. actually – that's not actually
1: accurate. Oh, what do they say? What do they say? <laughs> they
0: say senior and junior, basically. So, um, but that is something I can't <laughs> I'm, decide I'm a whether junior, I like I'm a, it.
1: I'm a junior writer.
0: <laughs> so I can't decide whether I like it or not. I do like having more space. It's just yes. nice to have different categories. On the other hand, I love that Mohammed won um, the International Prize for Arabic Fiction with his debut novel and you know he's i don't know he is young and 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 he deserved it and his novel we're going to have massive show notes
1: but we talked about this book in a previous episode as well this is the yes. libyan novel um um please tell me the title again cuz read on uncle part-
0: milad's table and it is yeah, coming and- from Har- uh, forthcoming from harper via
1: i'm totally going to make you do the show notes cuz we've mentioned like 10 books that we've <laughs> talked about in previous episodes. And so we're going to have to, but I think if people do go through the show notes, what you'll get is a kind of list of books, some of which are being have translated, a lot of which are being translated. Now that's the other thing is that, is that there's a sort of significant amount of the books that are, that are, that are winning these awards or that are just, you know, getting attention. There's a significant overlap between books that people tell you are good. Books that win the awards and books that get translated. Don't you find like year after year?
0: Right. So, um, well, so I see some difference in, so we kind of, some years when I'm organized, which is not all years, we poll a bunch of writers on what were their favorite reads of that year. And that is different from what you find on the prize long list. It's not entirely, but I think significantly different. Um, And what is translated is more often the international prize for Arabic fiction has, I think globally, the largest impact less so in English than in some languages, but in, in languages where publishers don't have, have very little access to readers who read in Arabic. um, The international prize for Arabic fiction is like one of the few things that they, um, they can see uh, also success in English makes a big difference. So Jochel Harabiz, Celestial Bodies, um, was then later translated into many other languages because of its success with the International Booker.
1: Yeah. I mean, but this, uh, for example, even the, the Sawiris Award has like some category where it's part of the prize's translation, I think.
0: They just started that. They have not yet sort of figured out how that's going to work.
1: Uh, okay. Er-
0: er- Erblit ran um, an excerpt of one of the first books that they're trying that out with. They're yeah, they're trying to somehow support translation as part of the tr- the prize, but it's a little bit still of a work in progress.
1: And and the, the Bani Pal award is uh, is obviously for books that have been translated already, and the mm-hmm. uh, and the the award that the American University in Cairo gives out the. Um, The Nagi
0: Foos Prize, right, which also... is supposed to involve
1: translation, right?
0: It kind of has to, and I've never been able to figure out quite... Oh, I did ask them directly. With AUC Press? Does the writer have to then be published by AUC Press? And they they told me, why would anyone turn it down? So I don't know if it's a a requirement or not, but they all... You mean if it's a reward or an obligation? Exactly. Well, what if you could get a bigger publisher? I don't know. Mm. Um, I think actually, so Murid Barhouti's Rayit Ramallah won uh, I saw Ramolla won the uh Nagima Foos Prize and it was co-published. So I think it came out both from Bloomsbury and from um, AUC Press. So I, I guess you know you can you can also have a, a larger publisher. Um, But yeah, so Fatma Kandil won this year, which I was so fascinated that she said that this was the first prize she ever won because uh, she is one of those writers who every year when you ask or when you ask people who are your favorite poets or when you ask people what was your favorite book this year, she appears so much. uh, Other writers mention her so often and her works. And that for her to say that this was the first time she'd ever won a prize, I was really, and I don't know, I don't know what her age is either. I don't sort of track these things, but let's say late fifties, early sixties. I'm not sure. I'm, I hope not. Maybe, um, I mean, I hope I'm not wrong, but, uh, I was really blown away by the fact that she said this was the first prize she'd ever won.
1: Mm. I mean, I haven't heard of her work, actually. I haven't read her work. So again, that's the, the kind of visibility that's that's great. I mean, so much depends on the on the juries and the submission process. Like we're just seeing that at the end, the tip of the iceberg. It's really about setting it all upright, right?
0: Yeah. No, it is. Um, it is such like a, I, there are so there are. I'm trying to think of like I think the Warwick Prize for Women in Translation. You can download a list of all 200 books that were submitted for the prize. I mean, honestly, and then I don't want
1: the- to do that. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe, I maybe do. Could, I like. Yeah, you know. if you
1: if you're doing your like proper literary journalism and you're you're gonna you're gonna go check this out. Most people aren't, um, but but I think it is useful for that information. No, what to I did ask.
0: I think I asked Fleur or somebody affiliated with the International Prize for Arabic Fiction whether they would ever consider that and the answer was no <laughs> um that there would you know whatever publishers wouldn't would not want um that kind of, that kind of transparency about which books they've submitted.
1: I mean, I think the things that we're coming down to is that, like, you know, obviously like things that would be better would be to have more transparency, to have more like smaller awards rather than just like big awards, mm. you know, to have more spaces to publish and to, and to just make a regular living. And then I think the other thing is like, you know, also when you have smaller awards, they're more willing to give the award to something risky, to something that's like really pushing. And, you know, like a big, you know, uh, state award is not going to go to something that is like really provocative or that somebody might find offensive or that like, I think is even like really avant-garde, like formally or whatever. And so, Mm it's it's going to be rare i think you know that 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 a sort of like big institution is going to like associate themselves especially in the like you know pretty conservative uh political and social climate right now with like you know anything and so you're not going to so there is going to be a, an effect i think of like being conservative with the works that are promoted and i'm just i'm just thinking about a, f- a friend and a poet who I we had a conversation about these awards with, and who was quite critical of their influence, and who was saying like, "Yeah, I you know. Generally speaking, these awards go to like polite works, and mm-hmm. and she and she was saying an el adab, mishmu adab, like literature shouldn't be too polite or isn't, you know.'" And, right, right, and 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 it. But, you know, that – and so those kinds of works need other spaces, I think. Right.
0: and Which isn't to
1: say that good stuff doesn't get rewarded every year. It does. It really does. And not everything needs to be like –
0: And part of that is not necessarily – So, you know, let's, let's say that the judges have independence and let's say that the, you know, some years truly, (laughs) you know, it's it's great that you can, where you can interview the judges because some years they will tell you like, oh, I, I don't, I won't uh, choose anything with colloquial or vulgar language in it. Like, oh, okay, well, good to know that that is your, um, that is your, you know, particular cutoff point. But in some cases, I think, um, you know, it's like selection by the publishers too. They, you know, what kind of a book is the award winning prize? Um, and and so some of the sort of self-censorship happens at that, at that level. Totally. Yeah.
1: I can totally see that. Um, well, and, uh, when, when, when is, when is your, when is your
0: award? When do you guys give that? Did you just do that? Not that long ago. Yes, yes, uh, we did. We generally start ex- uh, announce in the spring uh, who our judges are, and then accept through the summer, and then in the fall, we uh, we announce the shortlist and and then the winner of the prize. Uh, so we for for us it is not awards season, but for for many. Uh, awards it is now the international yeah, it's, it's between and, between- just announced and Sheikh said book award will soon um so
1: yeah yeah it is it is award season and it's also uh book festivals well i mean i don't know if there's a season but you're on you're on your way to to a book <laughs> right. fair right. Um, i think
0: book festivals happen pretty much uh, year-round I think because they're still such an important part of the Arabic book landscape
1: basically the other way to promote your book
0: yes is to is to go at to at, be at Cairo Book Fair and then Casablanca and then travel to <laughs> Abu Dhabi and then travel to Riyadh and and you know as a publisher, go from sort of a book book fair to book fair. I yes, I'm traveling very soon to the Emirates Lit Fest, which is in in Dubai, and to launch two books there and to give a class and something else that I'm not remembering right now. So, I so I think unfortunately, anymore. by the time
1: the episode comes out, you will have you will have already gone. But um, t- t- you should you should tell us the, t- the two books that you're launching,
0: right? So one is um, I with Savad Hussein. Um, I translated Haji Jabbar's Black Foam, and we are going to launch that. Savad and Haji and I will all be at Emirates Litfest this year, and then also Rania Abdurrahman and I uh, will launch Samir Azem's Out of Time. Which is the uh right now the only book that <laughs> Arab Lit Books has has produced. Um it's a short story collection by this uh, sort of um cult classic, cult figure, um Palestinian writer, uh who, who lived a very short life. She died at 39. And uh she was in the process of writing her her first novel at that point um, when she died in a, in a car crash when she was out with friends and, um, and so yes, we will be Rania and I will be launching that, which is, cool. uh, is very exciting. I'm, I think uh, it's really very- nice that you
1: recovered this, right? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a cool place to start. We have sort of featured so many writers over the years who aren't necessarily like, who, whose sort of legacy has is being like rediscovered or they're being translated for the first time. Um, I, I I I read your introduction and I started reading the stories and she it, it just seems like a really interesting figure and a really cool choice.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, there's many, many publishers out there who be willing to publish, you know, hot new novel X. And I would rather that those go to Farrar, Strauss, and Giraud or, or penguin, or, 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 you know, interlink, or whoever, Syracuse University Press. But in terms of you know books that are out there that people you know from oh, from writers who are deceased from from the early you know there's this kind of period like after the Library of Arabic Literature uh, stops publishing, which is 1900, and and say you know current living writers that That kind of falls into into kind of oblivion if it wasn't translated before, which you know there was exceptionally little translation uh, from Arabic to English from 1900 to say 1990 um, mm. that then mostly nobody wants to touch these sort of older books so um, and then Whereas also, there's you know- so
1: much there, there's so right. much to the, right. that we're still that we're still missing,
0: yeah right. Yeah, and and also I was excited about the idea of being part of Rania Abderhaman's first big book-length translation project, too. So, so, you know, yeah, wanted to give opportunities to emerging translators and translate writers who would probably not otherwise be translated.
1: Cool. And we will hopefully... um... Have Savad on finally after talking about it for you know many months, uh, years, yes, almost <laughs> to talk about your guys's co-translation and some of her other um, uh, work and um, yeah, I mean uh, we have uh, we have a, an, an, another exciting season. I think a lot of interesting books to talk about, but I'm not going to give a preview right now. We will maybe in the in the next episode. I think we're gonna. Wrap it up now.
0: Yes. Yes. I think uh literary prizes are enough for now. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to everybody who has their books
1: on a long list, on a short list. Uh, you know, I wish I wish everyone who put in the effort of writing a a good book got got the rewards they deserve. Um and uh it was great talking to you as always. Yes, it was
0: lovely talking to you too.
1: And um Thank you to everyone for listening and don't forget to uh, rate the show, share the show, recommend the show to folks um, if you have the chance. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.